The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Yes, that time of the week uh, when we take uh, two politicians from either end of the political spectrum. We try to do exactly that. We try to find common ground. Regina Doherty, the Fine Gael Senator, is with me as always, as is Mick Barry, Socialist TD for Cork North Central. And the topic this week is hair coursing. Before we speak to Regina or Mick, though, our reporter Elaine Smith has been out and about on the streets in Cork asking people if they think hair coursing should be banned in this country or is it a legitimate sport? Yes, I definitely think her coursing should be banned. Main reason being I can't see how you can call chasing a her to death a sport. I just feel like it's completely inhumane. It's done for sport. It's not done for any other reason other than to hunt the animals and kill them. It's not done out of necessity. I actually live in the countryside myself and we have people who would, say, bring their hunting dogs and go through the fields and basically chase for foxes and hares and rabbits and it's just awful. I definitely think it should be banned. Well, I'd say so, yeah. It should be a sport because... They're well treated, both hares and greyhounds. You know, it is there for centuries, isn't it? Would you think it might be a bit cruel on the hare that's being chased against its will? Well, they don't really kill them, like, you know. No, if they were, it would be different, you know, but as far as I can see, it's run fair. Do you think hare coursing should be banned in Ireland? I think it should, yes. I'm all for animal rights, so I want to prick protect them all. Do you see it as a sport at all? No, no, under no circumstances. Many years ago I was at a few hair course meetings all right, um, when I was a lot younger but from what I do recall about it and that I do feel it's not it's not appropriate yet that the hair is extremely frightened and, and so on and of course it can be cruel if they do catch the hair, yeah. So I think it should be banned yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think they should ban it really. I know they'd have to do it gradually like everything but would be better I think. You know, better for the animals anyway. You wouldn't like being chased by dogs. Oh, they're all animal lovers, it appears, in Cork. What about their TD? Socialist TD for Cork North Central, Mick Barry. Mick, should we ban hair coursing? A lot of sense being spoken on the streets of Cork there, Kieran. Yes, we should <laughs> ban uh, hair coursing. Uh, it's cruel. And uh, no matter what way you, you try and play it, uh, it, it it's going to be cruel. I mean... They, they used to to kill the hares and tear them up. Then they put the muzzles on. So now you have, you know, uh, an animal that's 10 times the size of the hare uh, chasing the hare uh, down a, a field. And despite that, uh, there's about 20 hares killed every year. And there's hundreds of them, you know, uh, tossed up into the air by the dogs, etc., etc. It's it's cruel and it should be banned. And I think a lot of sense being spoken by uh, your interviewees there. Regina, it's cruel and it should be banned, should it? I, you know, I'm going to hang on to the one person that said no in the box pop, the man. <laughs> um, you know, instinctively when you get asked a question like that, you, you do answer that, yes, it you know, it should be banned. It's not a sport. But when you actually look into it, um, it's not as nuanced as, you know, just a yes or a no answer. And so, first of all, um, the hare is one of the most successful uh, prey species in the world. Their ability to evade, capture, survive, like they're a really, really durable animal, right? And so when you look at the history of hare coursing in Ireland, it's not something that just popped up yesterday or today, you know, the day before. It's around since about 1910, 1915. It's an integral but shrinking part of the culture of rural Ireland, of farming Ireland, um, of hunting sports. And yeah, it used to be really, really cruel insofar as that the dogs did used to be able to catch the hares. And so we regulate it. And the reason we regulate it, and I think it actually should be highly regulated and maybe even more so than it is at the moment, is because in the absence of regulation, what you have is illegal hare coursing. The sport 
if you want to use that word, absolutely exists. The culture and the practices around, you know, for generations. So what we need to make sure is that the protected animal is protected and cared for. And when you look at, there's about 89 and, and shrinking clubs around the country. The counties where there is a growing and a healthy population of, of hares are the counties that have the clubs. The counties that don't have clubs, the hares are dying off. Um, now, that may be just because they're not getting the welfare that the clubs around the country give the hare where they are present. Or it could be because we do have illegal hare coursing that do go in with very vicious animals, unmuzzled, and do really destroy, you know, what is a protected species under the welfare. So, right? hare, so con- a- hare coursing as conservation. Well, that's the practice. I know it doesn't sound like it sounds counterintuitive, but the practice is true that in a county where there's a club, there's more hares and the welfare of them are, are paramount. And a town or a county where there isn't the hair is dying off. And I'll just give you a small example. A number of years ago in the United Kingdom, they did do what Mick wants to do, which is ban hair coursing. And the hair population in the United Kingdom is shrinking, you know, beyond control at the moment. And so they're going to have to rethink and do something to try and protect the animal so that it doesn't fall off the face of the earth. Now, it may not be promoting and, and keeping hair coursing, yeah. but to regulate it, to make it a safe, a cultural practice, albeit well, a shrinking cultural practice in rural Ireland, is probably the best way to go I'm, about it. I'm all for protecting the hairs, OK? So we can agree on that. Yeah. But you're going to have a hard job convincing me, Regina, that the way in which you protect hairs is by capturing them in a net keeping them in captivity for a period of month when they're solitary animals, but they're all grouped in, you know, in, in, in their, their cages. Uh, and then having an animal 10 times their size uh, chase them uh, down a, a field. That's, that's not the way to go. And if you want to talk about the, the history of it, um, this, this dates back to the British aristocracy, actually. Uh, the idea of being masterful and cruel and the, this was a sport that they used to love. Uh, and the idea I don't, that, think, I don't think there's many aristocrats hair coursing in Ireland no, now. No, we're really. talking about the origins though. Uh, and the idea that it's, uh, you know, beloved of rural Ireland. Opinion polls show more than three in four in this country opposed uh, to hair coursing and in favour of, of banning it. That was reflected in your Vox Pop. But interestingly, it shows clear majorities, not just in urban areas, uh, but among in rural areas and particularly uh, among uh, uh, the young. So if we're going to listen to rural Ireland, we'll ban uh, hair coursing. There must be a better way to conserve hairs in this country without the cruelty of hair coursing, Regina. So, well, first of all, I think what has happened in the last number of years, particularly around um, the Wildlife Act, Um, and the Irish Coursing Club that's responsible for making sure that the practice is done as cruel-free as possible. Um, It's without debate that the places that there are clubs, the hares are, you know, they're well looked after and they're far more looked after than there are where that club doesn't exist. And so in the absence of those clubs, we don't have anybody looking after the hare population in in towns or villages or countrysides that don't have clubs. Should we start hunting all endangered species? Well, no, not necessarily, right? So what we need to do, and as I said to you, he is a protected animal under the Wildlife Act, he or she, whichever hare happens to be. What we need to do is, is first of all, recognise that while some people obviously don't think it's something that they should be doing, there are a tremendous amount of people for tremendous years who do think it's something that is part of their culture and they still continue to carry it out. I do believe it is a shrinking sport. I think that notwithstanding, obviously, campaigners, it probably will die out, you know, in the next couple of generations anyway. But at the moment, in the absence of having anybody else to care for the horse or for the the, the, the coursing uh, animal, the hare, um, you know, they're doing a pretty good job of maintaining the population of hares and making sure that they're healthy and they're good. I think it says something about the society. Um, I don't think that a fully civilised society uh, would include as a a sport uh, 
um, dogs uh, chasing little hares down a field. And I think that if you look, for example, the situation in Europe, there are three countries in Europe, uh, in all of the European Union, uh, who maintain hair coursing as a legal sport. Uh, you have Spain, you've got Portugal, and you've got Ireland. Everywhere else, it's banned. And I think that... And are they uncivilised on the Iberian Peninsula? Well, you, you do have, um, uh, you know, certain traditions on the I- Iberian Peninsula that the majority of people in Spain and Portugal uh, are against. Um, uh, but no, the people are not uh, uncivilised. But the tide is turning against these type of sports. Uh, and I think that, you know, Ireland is out of step uh, with the, 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 the majority of countries who are, in my view, I wouldn't follow them for the sake of following them, but I think they're going down uh, the, the, the right road here. And money is in the mix as well. This is something that hasn't featured. You know, there's there's uh, gambling and uh, uh, hair coursing are not, you know, a, a million miles apart. And you even have organisations like Boyle Sports that would be sponsoring uh, uh, weekend long uh, events uh, and that has to be part of the conversation uh, here as well making money out of this so called sport uh, it's just wrong in my uh, view people make money out of all, all sports, sports yeah, that's the nature of it. yeah it's one thing making making money out of you know a, a tennis match for argument's sake different thing altogether uh, a dog chasing a little hare down a field so I think what's interesting is, is that the people who want to ban not just hair coursing but greyhound racing, horse racing, I think um, they're very short-sighted because they come up with very little alternatives to actually do the job that this body of people, this Irish community in rural Ireland is doing. I'll give and you so an for argument's sake, well, let me just finish. I'll give you an alternative. If we, if we take let away... Let make her point and then you give the alternative. If we take away the hair coursing clubs, those 89 clubs that actually do manage the welfare of the hair population in Ireland... What we, you'd be left with is illegal coursing that actually genuinely does act in a really, really cruel manner. And so first we'd have animal cruelty. Second of all, we'd have that illegal gambling that you're talking about, which doesn't exist um, in Irish hair coursing. We have no conservative strategy on the part of critics. Just ban everything and should be damned. It'll be grand. Everything will be grand. But we know from the United Kingdom ban that not everything was grand. They didn't introduce a conservative package when they banned hair coursing and the hair population is shrinking, you know, nearly beyond repair. And that's why you have people like Tony Blair saying we made a mistake and we need to look at it again so you know let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater let's recognise the value that rural Ireland does for rural Ireland not just for the animal population but for our land you know and the heritage of the culture well, I think that there exists are alternatives. there okay. I, I think one alternative I, I think they call it drag coursing uh, I think the basic idea is that you've got uh, mechanical hair, right? the mechanical hair is, is, is set off and the dogs go chasing the mechanical hair. So then the, not greyhound racing. The, the, well, this would be in a field, right? So it's, it's, uh, it's uh, drag coursing, I believe, is, is uh, the name of it. The idea that uh, it would be driven underground, I mean, you have fighting dogs fighting fighting dogs and that's banned you know would it be better to make that legal now and to bring it out into the open I mean that's the logic of the argument if something is wrong you should you should move against and I think there should be a ban and the final point I make on this is the majority of politicians in the place that I work Dáil Éireann are completely out of step with the mood of the public on this there was a vote on this about six years ago uh, and it was 114 against a ban and only 20 in favour it was like six to one nearly 
completely out of step with the feeling of people okay. on this issue. Regina, we, final word. What, what Mick has just described is a situation that happened recently with the hunt. Um, and so you weren't allowed to hunt the fox anymore. You had to do the drag uh, fox hunt. But what that did was recognise that the cultural practice of hunting is very important in rural Ireland. The cultural practice of coursing is alive and well because the 89 clubs have all of their members. And it is an important cultural practice, as well as being the conservator of the, the hare um, population in the country. But as I do say, it is a dying, um, slowly albeit, uh, and reducing in popularity sport. Okay. And I probably don't see it in the long term. Well, we might have to come back and talk about the hunt more generally someday. The indefensible chasing the inedible, I think is how some describe it. Anyway, Regina Doherty, Finnegan Senator, Mick Barry, Socialist TD for Cork North Central. Listen, thank you both very much. And we'll talk to you at the same time next week. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.